everyone, you're listening to The Magic Hour. Today we're talking about the Akashic Records, Unicorns, Crystals, and Tarot with the magical Pamela Chen. She is the creator of the Crystal Unicorn Tarot and the soon-to-be-released Witchling Academy Tarot, Owl Tarot, and an upcoming crystal book with Luin Worldwide. Pamela Chen is here to share with us how she got into the mystical arts and some tips on how anyone can start accessing the Akashic Records now. Let's make some magic. Hey everybody, Shereen here. Welcome to the Magic Hour. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Magic Hour drops every Sunday for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at mylittlemagicshop.com, our official sponsor. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed, Spotify, or iTunes. You can also follow me on Instagram at mylittlemagicshop and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get to the show. Our guest today is Akashic Records reader, tarot, and crystal expert, Pamela Chan. Welcome, Pamela. I'm so excited to have you as a guest today. Hi, I'm so excited to be on. Thank you so much for inviting me. Of course, of course. All right, so let's start from the beginning. Before you started studying mystical arts, what were you like before? So I think I've always been a little bit tapped into the magic because as I was growing up, um, I'm Asian. So being Asian, um, my family was Buddhist and, you know, they have a lot of superstitions. (laughs) There's don't do this because this will happen. So that the possibility of energy and, you know, that kind of magic and prayer was always in my life. So when I stumbled across like astrology or tarot or, you know, psychic readings and stuff, it wasn't like a big surprise to me because it was something that I was already really familiar with. Oh, I love that. That totally, completely makes sense. Do you think you had like any sort of transformational moment that like made you realize like, this is what I want to do as a career? Um, so I'm from Hawaii, but when I first moved to Vegas, when I was about 20, I think I actually had a midlife crisis when I was 20. I mean, I was in a restaurant in Vegas making really good money, you know, I mean, having fun partying at the time, but I just felt like something was missing in my life. And, you know, I'm not a depressed person, but at that time I was like, there's something missing. I'm not connecting with anything. So one day I just saw this ad for a holistic fair and I decided to go just by myself. So I went to the holistic fair. I was looking around. People were saying this energy, that, and I had no idea what they were talking about. And um, when my first Reiki teacher, actually, she pulled me into her booth and she was like, you need to work with me. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) And so I started doing Reiki um, with her and I did psychic development with her and I was probably the youngest one in her class too, but because this was like back in the early 2000s and like, it just, it just kind of all like flowed after that. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's fantastic. So from what I researched, you're now into tarot crystals and the Akashic records. Like, what did you start with first? Like, what was your like first like entry point? The first thing you can remember? So I actually have a lot of different modalities and techniques in my, in my toolbox, you can say. So I really do almost, almost everything. Um, Those are a few of the main ones that I use, I embody in my practice, in my life for our business. And actually we teach. So in our certification, we actually have six modalities. 
Wow. So those, those are one of the big ones. Another big one that I use is um, EFT, so emotional freedom technique. So that's more of like a mindset thing. Um, but I think the first, the first thing that I probably got gotten into was tarot. So tarot did show up. And I remember this was in my teens. I went to Barnes and Nobles. I got a deck and I was so excited. And I didn't know, I didn't know how to read it. I looked at it and I was like, oh, what is this? So I shelved it for a long time. And I think I got back to it when I was in my twenties again, after developing all that. And then um, that's when I actually met my current business partner, Lisa, Lisa Robertson. And she was, she was my mentor. She was my tarot reader and I learned tarot from her. And from there, um, she's like, you need to give readings. So I started giving readings she's like, you need to charge. So I started charging. So I did do tarot reading and healing for a while. Mm-hmm. And then as that grew, I think, um, what I realized that I love was teaching people how to do it themselves, how to have the tools to heal, to read themselves, because I feel like that is a much more powerful. And now it's teaching them how to teach other people to share their gift, to share their medicine and magic. Oh, I love that. That is like, we are of the same wavelength. Like that is definitely, I feel like the, like my goal in life is to help people to do things for themselves. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk a little bit about accessing the Akashic Records because it's become really popular recently. So for those listeners that haven't heard of them, can you share with us a little bit about what they are? Yeah, so Akashic Records, you can think of this as another realm, another space right next to us. So if you think of like our world, our realms, like a piece of cake, right? There's layers. So, but it's all connected. So it's kind of like that. It's like a space between us. And in this space, it holds um, your past, present, future records in this life and all of the life. And you can actually go into the records. You can tap into that space and that energy to basically do everything. You can heal. You can activate codes. You can do readings. Um, you can, you know, go into, we just did a masterclass recently. You can go and look at your life book and see what answers you have there for the questions in your life. So actually each one of us has a purpose, has a job, you can say in the records. And in our certification, we actually take our students up and we go to the Akashic Records HR and we, we see, we see what your, you know, your mission, your purpose is in the records. Are you here to do readings for people? Are you there to heal? Are you there to activate success codes? Like there's just so many things you can do in the records. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. I recently had an Akashic record reading and it was my first one and I was like so fascinated. So I ended up buying a book and I'm like, I want to learn so much more about it. This is so cool. So like, is there, um, what would you recommend for people that like are just starting to learn about it? Are there specific books? And then you mentioned you had a workshop. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. So the records operate at a higher frequency. So if you're not used to that energy, then I would take it slow. I would start going to um, take journeying with someone. So we did have a master class. We also do Akashic Records practitioner certification. So I would just, you know, I would just go in and take it slow. Um, We do have a couple um, classes, uh, online programs, just to take you up to Akashic Records to meet your unicorn guide, to do all sorts of fun stuff there. So I would take some trips to the record until you feel, until you feel comfortable with the energy. 
a lot of people who goes up first actually falls asleep. <laughs> like half of our class is like, we fell asleep. We didn't get anything. I'm like, it's okay. Just go up again. And maybe on the second or third try, they were able to see the book or get some messages, you know? So, so, and it helps if you are already working with energy or if you've done meditation or visualization, yeah. um, and people, people see, see, or feel differently in the record. So you don't have to see everything. You can mm -hmm. also feel it. You can also hear things, right? So it's just how you operate. So there, you know what? I didn't, I didn't learn from any books because it's from, I think I read, I don't even know what book I read, but it was really hard for me, um, to, you know, take the words and like guide myself up, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, um, I believe that, you know, Lisa, I actually learned from Lisa. So she, she was certified in Akashic Records. And so I've been taking trips up with actually her, her teacher, I think at the time, um, she doesn't do it anymore, but it was just so amazing. The energy was just so amazing. And I got hooked on it. So I wanted to learn more. So I would say teaching or um, going to a class would be the best way to learn it because they guide you up. And in our certification, we teach you how to take yourself up the script, right? How to take your clients up, how to guide someone in the records. Well, I love that. I yeah. love that. And it, it makes sense because hearing it and being able to listen to the meditation does make a huge difference. I think the book I had gotten, I can't remember the name of it right now, but it was on Audible. So it was like much easier. And I know that yeah. like, started the meditation like I was like wow this energy is super powerful and you know especially for me so I do a lot of shamanic journeying mm -hmm. so I'm like a little bit familiar with um you know like the different realms and mm -hmm. and what have you so I I um but I'm really fascinated so thank you so much for sharing that all right let's switch gears a little bit so you created a tarot deck featuring crystals and unicorns. I love it. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey with tarot and what led you to creating this magical deck? Yeah. So I, I wanted a unicorn deck. It was for myself. There was no unicorn. This was before the last unicorn came out to that deck, but there was no unicorn tarot. There was unicorn Oracle cards, but no unicorn tarot. Mm -hmm. And, um, at that time we were really working on our Luna prosperity crystal shop on Instagram. So we were, I was really, really committed to crystals too. And it just kept on showing up. The energy kept showing up in my life. And, um, so I re was looking to create a unicorn deck and I think the crystals really wanted to go in. I, I was, it was during a healing session that I had because I had a challenging healthier that, that mm. time, I believe. And it was during a healing session that I just kind of zoned out, you know, journeying probably. And mm -hmm. I saw the whole, like the map of the crystal unicorn forest. And I was just like there with them. And I was like, okay, so this, it, and it became clear what my deck was going to be about. Yeah. And, um, I reached out to Lisa actually, who I haven't spoken to a couple years before that. And because I knew her deck just got published. Mm -hmm. So I said, Lisa, I need help. Can you help me create this deck? I wanted to do it the right way yeah. because there's a certain formula to creating, you know, a deck that works. 
and yeah. writing the guidebook. So she's like, yeah. And so she, she helped me, um, you know, get it sorted out what I needed, what I needed in my guidebook. She edited my guidebook and my best friend's best friend. Um, she's a, she's actually a fashion designer. She designs clothes, but she drew the unicorns for me because I knew she could draw really cute unicorns. So I was like, can you, can you draw this for me? She's like, yeah. So we collaborated Lisa uh, Higuchi and, um, yeah, and it, it came out to this deck and she was talking to her. Um, so her friend, Barbara Moore, who is also the acquisition officer at Llewellyn, which is our publisher now, but Barbara, uh, she came out with many decks and she was like, she needs to sell this. So Lisa's was like, you need to sell it. And I said, okay, so, you know, a crowdfund it because that at that time, a, not a lot of people were doing it, but there was. Mm-hmm. So I looked into it, I researched, and um, I already knew a little bit about business, online business. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of had to take that information from all the courses I've learned, kind of, you know, geared it towards debt and crowdfunding. Mm-hmm. And so it was, yeah, it was a really successful and it's still going, it's still going on now. I think I'm on my like 8,500 print. Yeah. I know I was, I just looked at my, I don't really look at my numbers. I just looked at it last month and I was so surprised. I was like, I'm so grateful. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. What a beautiful story. And there's also a coloring book, there that, is. which I love. So I actually own both. I bought them because I'm like a huge fan of crystals and unicorns. Um, so I thought it was it's such a beautiful deck. So I definitely own, own a set. Okay, so how, you mentioned a little bit earlier about incorporating crystals in your work. So clearly you have crystals in your deck. How are other ways that you incorporate crystals? Oh, I, I, I have a crystal in my bra right now. So I have a garnet in there because I feel crystals work best when it's like touching your skin, getting the energy. Oh, and yeah. so I don't, I mean, I don't have, you, she, yep. You can yeah. do a necklace, you can do a ring, earrings. I don't wear jewelry, so I just stick it in my bra. If you have a bra, you can do that. Just make sure it doesn't poke you. Or when you take a shower, like make sure before you take off your clothes, don't let your crystal clatter to the ground because it's always... Blah, blah, blah. And my boyfriend's like, what is going on in there? I'm like, my crystal fell. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, um, I use that. I use crystals a lot in my spells and rituals. Mm-hmm. I always have crystal as an amplifying tool in there. So mm-hmm. whatever energy or intention I'm working with, I'll have a crystal that's related to that. And, um, and yeah, it's just, it's really all, it's really everywhere. I have it in every um, part of my life, even in my chicken coop. I put a rose quartz in there. So maybe they'll feel loved. I don't know. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. <laughs> okay. So I love to ask this question to folks. So now that you have all of this beautiful, magical experience, if you could go back to your younger self, First learning all of this, what advice would you give her? Um, I would just, I, my advice would be to just not give up, to try, mm. you know, keep trying and um, don't give up because I think, oh, this is a good one. Um, you know, it's not really like the end goal. Like when you accomplish that goal, it's not the end. Mm-hmm. Your entire journey is the goal is the experience. Mm-hmm. So it never just ends with that one goal. Mm-hmm. So I think um, before I would be really, you know, upset if I didn't get that goal, right? Yeah. I didn't get that goal or it didn't turn out the way that I wanted. Yeah. And now I know that it's, just, it's the whole experience is the whole journey that allows you to move on to the next level and the next level after that. 
Yeah. Oh, I love that advice. Cause I'm sure that there's lots of folks out there really wanting to bring magic into the world. And like, I think that now, especially with a year like 2020, it is important for them to not give up and to keep going. We need that energy. So what other tips would you give to all my newbies out there trying to make their own magic? So I think if you, I mean, so like you said, um, 2020, I think now a lot of people are being called out to step up as being a divine leader, as a leader, as a mentor, as a coach. And if you've been getting the nudge, if the universe is like doing this and there's a lot of things that happen in your life, but you know that, you know, they're pointing you to this one path, but maybe you're a little bit scared or uncomfortable to do it, then just know that that is available for you, that the possibility is there for you and you're being guided towards it, right? Whatever you're experiencing right now is actually the nudge from the universe, letting you know that this is your path. This is your mission. So step up to it and just try. I just tell everyone to try, try it out, see what happens. Yeah, that's important because you never know. Like, even if you like fail that one particular yeah. thing, you don't know what type of opportunities the trying or the failing start to open up. So mm -hmm. I love that advice. Okay, so what about for those trying to start their own practice? Like, what suggestions do you have for them? My advice would be for you would be to get a coach. Yeah. because you, you know, you don't know, you don't want to just start from scratch, right? Because we've never been there. So we don't, we don't know what the path is. If you get a coach who's been there, then they can give you the tips. They can give you the advice to go through, um, you know, go through, go through that journey. So I, I still have a business coach, even though I'm coaching spiritual entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. I know that I need to grow for my clients to grow for my business to grow. And like in everything that you do, there's going to be a breakdown before the breakthrough. But if you have, but if you have a goat coach, then you can get through the breakdown faster. You don't need to stay in that breakdown, right? But we need to acknowledge it. We need to maybe experience it, but we can let it go to, to go to the next level, to go to that upper limit. I love that breakdown to breakthrough. I feel like the whole world is breaking down this year. So breakthrough 2021. <laughs> yes, yes. That's actually from my coach, Alex Moscow. <laughs> oh, God, I love that. Wow. This is so awesome, Pamela. Thank you so much for sharing all of your insights and magic with us today. So before you go, at the Magic Hour, we always ask three feed your soul questions just so we can hear about how you take care of yourself spiritually and emotionally, especially when you're giving out so much love and magic to other people. So the question, first question I have for you, are there any consistent activities or rituals you do to maintain a sense of inner peace? So I, I think I go through seasons. Like if I want to, sometimes I do this for a while. Sometimes I do this for a while. Right now, um, this is what I do in my morning. So I like to go outside with my chickens. So I, I wake up maybe at like 7, 8 a.m. I go outside with my chickens. I do a millionaire chant. And I, for 11 minutes, I journal. So on one side of my journal, I write all my gratitudes. On the other side of my journal, I write um, my intention. Mm -hmm. So what, and I write it as what it has already happened. So I write my intention. Yeah. As if it already has happened, I'll fill up the page. And as I'm writing it, I'm actually listening to an activation 
song that my friend Lotus Sky created for our program. Mm-hmm. So it's an activate, the music kind of gets me in that vortex, in that frequency. And then also every day I will light a candle. So depending on the phase of the moon, me and my business partner is doing this. I light a gold candle. She's lighting a green candle for money, for abundance, mm-hmm. and will ask for blessings from the moon. Full moon to new moon, she's lighting a pink candle. I'm lighting a white candle and we're giving gratitude. We're sharing our gratitude. And I just light a birthday candle because it's fast. It's like 20 minutes, right? So you just light your candle. You put it on your, if you have an altar or put it someplace safe, don't leave it unattended. And you say your, you know, ask for your blessing or give your gratitude. Oh, I love that. So just so I have it, right? You have new moon to full moon, you're lighting a golden candle and uh-huh. it's for, um, and it's for bringing prosperity and abundance. And then full moon to new moon, it's a white one. And it's all about gratitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love yes. that. What a fantastic ritual. Okay. My next question is when it comes to self-development, what are the books or tools that really offered life-changing discoveries for you? Oh, so the book I'm reading right now is Tarot Healer. It's actually, um, my, my business partner wrote it, but it's all about healing. So my, I know my root chakra is a lot of times that's what gets affected when I'm growing because of safety of support, right? It's right there. When you're growing, you don't feel safe. So if you have a lot of resistance coming up, it's probably the root chakra. We think it's our third eye. Everybody wants to work with the damn third eye, right? (laughs) Everybody wants to get third eye. But if your foundation, if your bottom chakras are not stable, if they're not cleared, then you don't feel safe and nothing, nothing can connect if you get what I'm saying. So we really focus, even in our course, we really focus on working and healing and clearing the bottom chakras. So I'm working with that. I actually got an, oh, I have it here here. I, I just ordered this um, predictive astrology forecasting your life events by Carol Rushman. The Whoa, I think I have that book. You do? <laughs> and I didn't even use it yet. It looks like I've been using it because I left it outside and it got wet. <laughs> I, I only read like the first page, but I just got it because I feel like that would really help my business. Um, I mean, right now we're using Tarot. What day should we launch? How, how much should we charge? Yeah. But I think, you know, just also working with the stars, with the planets, it can really help you just have more power behind your launch dates or a, appointments, whatever it is, you know, big life events. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm an astrologer, so I'm all about Oh, that. Like, so I have I just, absolutely no idea what they're saying. Like, oh, <laughs> I know some. I mean, it's fantastic, though, because you can really got like, you don't want to ever launch anything Mercury retrograde. Or Mars retrograde or Venus retrogrades. Those are no goes. Like that now. One, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so even like so even like me launching anything is not happening until the middle of November. Like at oh. least Actually, um, I'm, I was born in Mercury retrograde, so I do a lot of stuff in Mercury retrograde. Okay. I wasn't, but that is fantastic. <laughs> you probably like, that's good energy for you too. Yeah. I, yeah. I love that. I'm like, it was direct for me when Mercury retrograde comes on. It is definitely, I, it's like all redoing. I have to pull ideas that I forgot about and like pull them back. And I'm like, let's try this. Cause there's, it's no go with anything new. <laughs> That's oh, I like that though. That's still kind of new, but it's old ideas that you're reviving. I love yeah. that. 
Yes. I think it's like this beautiful quarterly check-in, like a yeah. reminder to slow down, like regather yourself, like revisit things and then kind of work on all those things that, you know, you put on the back burner. And I think that it's beautiful. And now I kind of look forward to it because I'm like, oh, you need that, you know, like you need that slow down time period for a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing. No problem. And I'm like, thank God Mars is only retrograde once every other year. Like <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> that one, that one maybe has gotten me a little bit. <laughs> oh man. All right. So my final question is before you begin any creative process, what type of preparation do you normally undertake? Okay. So when, um, <laughs> so when I write or create a new deck or book, mm-hmm. I always end up writing on my computer at a different space. Oh, so, so thinking of creating the idea, I actually create all on my phone. If you believe it, I write out my whole proposal on my phone, on my Evernote. It's yeah, I know, <laughs> but I like to be more free. So if I like think of it anytime, I'll write it down, you know? Yeah. And, but when I'm typing my book or my debt guidebook, every time, depending on the project, I'm in a different space. <laughs> Yeah, And it's like, I, I just go to that space. So I think for the witchling, I was on my kitchen table the whole time, like the whole time typing it mm-hmm. for crystal unicorn tarot. I don't remember. <laughs> and for my new crystal magic book, I'm on my couch. Oh, I love it. You know, I feel like those are such fitting spaces. Cause when I think of like witchcraft or like rituals like for some reason the kitchen comes to mind ah. there's so many herbs and like you yeah. know there's a lot of um of like I don't know food like elements within like I mean not necessarily food but it just makes me think of cooking and brewing and yeah that type of energy and on the couch like I do so much stuff on the couch like especially I love crystals they're like crystals everywhere all over so I like I really love that maybe you're just like I just want the energy of this space <laughs> I think so. Yes. And I like to either light something or spray something to get that scent going. So, um, one of our students, um, she's actually creates flower essence sprays and she infuses, yeah, herbal alchemy. So she's actually sending me something so that I can write with wisdom and beauty. Oh, yeah. I love that. Wow. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much, Pamela. Again, this was just a magical chat. So can you tell our listeners how they can follow your adventures? Yes. So I am on Instagram and Facebook. On Instagram, I am at Pamela Unicorn. (laughs) At Pamela Unicorn. And on Facebook, you can actually join our Enchant group. So we do have a private Enchant group. And that's where you can really dive deep into our magic, our practices. We have training videos there. We have free stuff for spiritual entrepreneurs. And if, you know, if any of you would like to go deeper into, you know, taking your business to the next level, then you can DM me and we can connect and we can see if you are a fit for any of our spiritual entrepreneur courses. And we can get together and chat about that. I love that. And I know, guys, she definitely answers her DMs because that's how this <laughs> even happened. But she's not one of those people that's like, DM me and then ignores you. <laughs> I know. I was like, DM, DM. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'd am I'm. like to think of business or, you know, whatever we're doing as 
as part of, it's like part of my life. It's not a separate thing. So there really isn't a time I'm like, okay, I'm going to do my business and not my life, or I'm putting Instagram on hold. I just do it if I feel like it, you know, it's like in your flow of energy. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you again so much. So thanks everyone for tuning into the magic hour. We hope you enjoyed listening. So be sure to check out the notes over at mylittlemagicshop.com for more information on today's guest, Pamela Chen. We hope to see you next Sunday. And as always, sending you so much light, love, and magic. Remember, without a dream, you can't have a dream come true. So make sure you're out there making your own magic.